The less your business spends, the more margin you keep. NetSuite by Oracle brings accounting, finance, inventory, and HR into one proven platform, helping you reduce costs everywhere. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. So head to netsuite.com slash wallstreet right now. Today on Watching Your Wealth, how to manage your digital estate plan. This is Watching Your Wealth from the Wall Street Journal. Now, from our studios in New York, here's Veronica Dagger. This is Veronica Dagger, and you're listening to Watching Your Wealth, where you learn all you need to know about building your wealth and protecting your money. Jamie Hopkins is a Retirement Income Program Co-Director at the American College of Financial Services. Welcome, Jamie. Hi, thank you for having me in. Great to have you. So, Jamie, briefly tell us about the laws some states are passing to help people deal with their digital estates at death and during the incapacity. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, a lot of people hear this term and say digital assets. What are we even talking about? So we're talking about those online accounts you have, your Facebook, your Gmail, your Twitter, your online banking. uh, And some of those have real value attached to them. Now, up until recently, there's been no federal law on this and very few state laws controlling what happens to these assets if you become incapacitated, uh, you're suffering from dementia, or you pass away. So in the last kind of two or three years, and the law tends to lag technology, we've just started to develop some uh, you know, laws that allow your fiduciaries, your power of attorney, your state to get access to these assets. Because what comes to a surprise to most people is that contract that you agreed to, that you scroll to the bottom of as fast as possible and hit I accept when you set up your account, you know, those pages and pages of tiny print. Somewhere in there it said, you know what, you can't let anyone access this. You can't transfer it to anyone. And so states are now starting to react to this and create at least access uh, to these accounts when an individual can no longer get to them. I would think that this is especially important for people who own small businesses because their business may be depending on them and some of their passwords for some of these uh, technologies. So you really want to make sure if you're a small business owner to have a plan. I would think that this really applies to some of those folks in particular. Yeah, absolutely. So small business owners are kind of in an even trickier situation here. Because uh, as we're becoming kind of this digitalized society and a lot of small businesses, you know, maybe all their intake for orders is done online and maybe their product is a software product and it's delivered mostly through a website or online and they get all their communications through email, they do all their payroll online. All of a sudden, just having access to these accounts is very important for the day-to-day operations of a business. And if the owner all of a sudden ends up in a coma or passes away, and they were the only one with the, the kind of passwords and usernames, the business might be stalled for a while. And without proper planning, right, a, a two-week or three-week stall, and you have to go through the estate process, I mean, that can shut down some small businesses. So having a plan in place, especially for small businesses, and being aware of some of these challenges is really crucial. Indeed. So let's talk about some of the tips for folks. I think that obviously the first one is don't forget about these digital assets when you're doing your estate plan, right? Yeah. And I think this just comes to a surprise to a lot of people that they have to do special planning around these digital assets, these online accounts. And it's just remembering that they exist and and saying, hey, you know what? this is important, and I do care about some of these, and we need to do some planning for them. And then you can, you know, as, as we'll talk about a little bit, there's a, there's a lot of steps you can then do um, to help better 
set up a plan, better track these, better transfer them and manage them over time. So how can we do that, some of that tracking and managing? Yeah, so one of the things we just want to do is, you know, keep a list of these somewhere. And and we, we have a range of what people do today. I, I still walk into people's homes and they've got a, a notepad there with lists of websites and user accounts and passwords. And that's how a lot of people do this. Uh, you can get a little bit more complex and actually get kind of a, a password encrypted, something that looks like an Excel file and track the passwords and usernames and where the accounts are. And then I, I even suggest people maybe doing some color coding there and saying, you know, what's important? You know, here are ones in our green. These are financial ones. These are important. Here's some ones in yellow that are, you know, maybe uh, sentimental value that there's photos and emails and communications that the family might care about. And here's ones that are in red. Here's my gaming app that I play. Well, that's not real hmm. important for my heirs, and, and maybe I'm not real concerned about that. Uh, so keeping track of them, and if there is value in some of them, that you have Bitcoin, and you know Bitcoin is a, you know a hot topic, and people have been talking about it for years. That's really a fully digital asset that has value attached to it. Well, those ones we probably want to put in a higher priority box uh, than we're going to again something like a gaming mm-hmm. app or our online uh, you know a chat room that we might have. Right. So, what are some of the other planning steps we should take? I think one of the things you said is to know your digital rights. What did you mean by that? Yes, yeah, so unfortunately for people, that means reading a little bit of that, uh, what we call our TOSA, our Terms of Service Agreement uh, that you entered into. And those are binding contracts, and people don't read them. They, uh, and that's that, you know, when you download a new app on your phone, you sign up for a website, and there's that really long document, and everyone scrolls to the bottom as fast as can and say, I agree to all these terms. In there, that drives a lot of uh, what you can do with these digital assets. It says whether or not you can transfer these assets to somebody else when you pass away. So you look for language that says non-transferable or transferability rights. You also want to look at things like access. Are you allowed to share your password to these accounts? A lot of accounts say, you know what, you're not allowed to share your password. And that can create real challenges. And that's some of where these state laws are going, saying, you know what, that that's we're going to supersede that contract with state law and allow people to share their passwords and access to fiduciaries, to family members. And so states just over the last two years have started to go that route to kind of help people out. But if you're a small business owner or you have real value, you think, attached to these digital assets, you should read your contract and say, do I really own this or is this a non-transferable lifetime lease? And when I pass away, my account ends too. And you should also talk to your family once you have all this set up so they know, even if you're tracking and prioritizing, they know this stuff exists. So they know where to find it if something happened to you. That seems like a, a really smart thing to do. Also, this applies to people of all ages, right? This isn't just people who are older. Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. I mean, especially when we look at the demographics and we look at who are using online bill pay, who has airline miles and Bitcoin, and who's setting up software online and creating small businesses with that, it runs the entire spectrum now. We've got 18-year-olds all the way out to our 95-year-olds that are you know on Facebook. That, yeah. And you know it does apply to everyone. Now, one of the reasons this hasn't been kind of more in the popular news is the last 20 years, the people who have been passing away, where most of the issues arise, uh, have been older and haven't had as many accounts and digital assets. Now, that's changing. 
And the other thing is, you know, you could end up in, in a coma. You could end up with a disease, um, you know, where somebody then is making decisions and taking care of you. In that situation, that incapacity situation, it's also just as important that your power of attorney, fiduciary, guardian can step in manage these accounts, know where they are, know how to access them. Just in case, yeah. Jamie, we need to take a quick break, but when we come back, I want to ask you more about digital estate planning. What if AI could help your business deliver mission-critical outcomes with speed? With IBM Consulting, your business can design, build, and scale trusted AI using Watson X and modernize the way you work to accelerate real impact. Let's create AI that transforms your business. Learn more at ibm.com slash consulting. IBM. Let's create. Keep tabs on the markets. Listen to WSJ's Money Beat podcast for straight talk on Wall Street. That's right on the money. WSJ podcast. Listen ambitiously. This is Watching Your Wealth from the Wall Street Journal. Now, from our studios in New York, here's Veronica Dagger. Welcome back to Watching Your Wealth. The American College's Jamie Hopkins is joining us to talk about digital estate planning. Jamie, I want to pick up, how often should we review our digital estate plans? So we do need to review this over time, and uh, there's not necessarily a kind of uh, one-stop-shop solution for this. So it, it does require, in some sense, annual review as passwords change sometimes each month. We're going to have to update those. But hopefully our big decisions here, we don't have to update every year. It can be maybe every three to five years or a major life event. We get divorced, we get remarried, and it should be, at that point, part of a comprehensive plan. So the digital asset piece is a part of our overall estate planning and financial planning process. So hopefully we're doing it as part of an overall process. And that's, you know, at the American College, something that we kind of teach financial advisors. How do you take these important pieces and put them together in something comprehensive? And and so hopefully every three to five years we look at who our beneficiaries are, who has access to these assets. But we're going to have to do annual kind of micro-planning, which is updating passwords and account numbers. Important tips. Thanks so much for joining us, Jamie. Thank you so much for having us. Our pleasure. And do you have a personal finance question you'd like us to answer? Email us at podcast at DowJones.com. This has been Watching Your Wealth, a production of The Wall Street Journal. I'm Veronica Dagger. For more information, check us out at wsj.com slash podcast. Thanks for listening. For more podcasts, check us out at wsj.com slash podcasts. Become a subscriber on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and now look for us on the Google Play Music app on Android devices.